Hey everyone, it's American Soccer Now in 10 or 15 minutes. What a week for football. We've got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, and of course, we're following the Americans' continued January friendlies. We've got Jamaica this weekend, and we've got two panelists here to discuss it. First off, it's Blake Thompson. What's up, Blake? Where are you? you California? Are you, you I'm actually, Jersey, um, I'm in the dirty Jersey. Yeah, Princeton, New Jersey. I'm doing well, John. Thanks for having me. All right. And in a cleaner locale, it's Noah Davis. What's up, Noah? Not much, John. Just not winter shirt, showing how, how tough I am. Cold Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, let's quickly move to the categories before we discuss your lack of attire. Uh, the categories today are the Julio Jones of the pitch, Belichick's football mind, and Brady getting the Super Bowl trophy from Commissioner Raj Goodell. These are things that uh, I'm sure mainstream sports radio is talking about. Uh, during the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. You guys are getting your parties ready. Uh, let's go to Noah first. I always pick the shirtless contestant first. Everyone knows that's a long-standing rule in this podcast. Noah, which category do you want to go first? By the way, the category will be the prompt, and the panelists will debate the prompt. We'll wrap it up in about 10 or 15 minutes. Noah, what's it going to be? That's a dangerous precedent, John. I might never wear a shirt again if I get to go first every time. I can only hope. Uh, I would like to go with the Tom Brady one as a New England Patriots fan, for better or worse. Oh, gross. I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's even worse than not wearing a shirt. Brady getting <laughs> that Super Bowl trophy from Goodell. Uh, aside from a lot of rowdy Chattanoogans this week, uh, what do you want to see from this game? Everyone wants to see Brady get the trophy and Goodell have to eat crow for Deflategate. What do you want to see from this friendly in Chattanooga, aside from a bunch of rowdy people in Tennessee? What are we going to see? A, a player who didn't get in that first game against Serbia? Some sort of tweak to Bruce Arena's system? A, a goal from the United States? What are we going to see? Uh, I mean, I think nobody wants to see Brady get the trophy, almost, except for New England fans. But uh, beyond that, I think the biggest key here is uh, the Jermaine Jones role. Who's going to fill that? He's out for the March qualifier. Um, you know, so I think we're going to try to see someone to play play with Brad, play with Bradley, um, you know, whether that's the get, whether it's question, whoever that's going to be. But I, I feel like that's the, the one thing when you look ahead to the most immediate concern is that those March qualifiers and who's going to fill that role uh, that Jermaine Jones has done so well. That's that's it for me. So who is it? Uh, I mean, I, I think looked like Leggett played well. Um, you know, I think he's certainly going to get more time there. So I, I, that would be the guy that I would say right now. For me, above all else, I just want to see some dynamic attacking play from the U.S. It's been so long since um, we've had cohesive, exciting attacks, creating lots of chances um, in front of goal. We certainly didn't see it against Serbia. And I'm not saying that uh, we need to fire Bruce Arena because there was one crappy goalless draw in January camp, as there is every year. But I just want to see some of our guys who um, are just talented creatively. I'd love to see Benny Failhaber in from the start. I still don't think since the 2010 World Cup we've had anyone who can create the sort of chances that he can. Um, it's been it's six, seven years since then. Can he still do it? I don't know, but I'd love to see him. I'd love to see more of Nagby. And I'd like to see Legette start next to Bradley. I don't know. It, he, he really just hasn't played that much center mid in his career. I don't know if he can be a viable number eight at the national team level, but let's start to find out as soon as we can. Especially, I think, question departed camp, so um, it's probably going to be him. Maybe Dax McCarty could start there, but I'd love to see what Legette can do. I just think we need to get back to the days when when we play a team that's not as good as us, we throttle them and score a lot of goals and create a bunch of chances. New faces in new places is how I would uh, sum up your answer in a rhyme, Blake. Uh, side question on this one, Noah uh, and Blake, one word, Noah first, love or hate, Friday night game time, love or hate? I'm going to be on plane, so hate. And Blake? I hate as well. I think it's kind of cool. I like it. Nothing else going on on Friday. Not during high school football That's season. Just your Texas Texas high school football. Not during that's... high school football season. Other than that, it's fine. 
Let's move on. Do you want the Julio Jones of the soccer pitch or Bill Belichick's football mind, Blake? I'll take Bill Belichick's football mind. Uh, the Bill Belichick of the field. It's Bruce Arena taking back over for the first time, but he only got a scoreless draw against Serbia. Blake, your impressions from this game, it sounds like you weren't too impressed. Fair enough. And what did this do to the belief that both you and Noah have expressed on this show that the team will function better under Bruce than it will under Jurgen Klinsmann? What did this do for that belief? I was a little discouraged by the 4-2-3-1, to be honest. I feel like Bruce's Galaxy teams were always better with two strikers, even if they were a little unconventional, if, if Landon Donovan was playing as a second striker and with Robbie Keane or whatever it was. Um, so I just think the 4-2-3-1, I mean, it, it's become so cliche. It's, it's cliche on this website. It's cliche in American soccer circles. But we just play so much damn better with two strikers. And we have two good strikers. We have more than two good strikers. And Bobby Wood, Jordan Morris, Josie Altidore, I wouldn't even mind seeing Juan Aguidello up there. There's a talented player um, who can score goals on his day. So I just thought the 4-2-3-1 was, was pretty uninspiring. And granted, we're missing a lot of, um, of our best players and all that. But it, it was discouraging. At the same time, everything in me has to just remember that. I, th I think I said this in my last answer. Every single January camp, we just play miserable soccer. We, the, I still remember the game against Canada in yeah, 2013. That was, that was the 0-0. Exactly. And it's just you can't measure. I, 2013 was probably the program's best year mm -hmm. ever outside of like 2002 or whatever. So you can't read too much into it. But it was still, I was just discouraged by the formation. I don't think we need to play 4-2-3-1 in CONCACAF. If we're going up against Germany in the World Cup quarterfinals, sure, like play question as a number 10 and, and really solidify the team with two midfielders behind him. But I'd, I'd like to see us go out and attack more and, and, and just have two guys up top. No, knowing it's sort of an overreaction to, to rate after one game, what does this do for your belief that, that Arena will do better than, than Klinsman? And what are your overall impressions of the game? Um, I think he's still definitely going to do I mean, I think you can always already see changes in terms of the attitude of the team. Everyone seems a lot happier, if nothing else. Uh, I just read Grant Wall's feature about Bruce Arena and sort of about the team and how he's, you know, both... Uh, I think it instilled a little discipline, but also loosened up some restrictions. It just sounds like a much happier crew. Um, and I, I think we've talked about this before. I think that's the thing that that team lost. They lost that sense of togetherness. I, you know, I think these January camps, we always talk about it, and they're always terrible, and the team looks like garbage. And I don't know what you expect. I mean, that's probably, of the guys there, it's maybe half the first team. I don't know. You know, I mean, I think you can make a pretty good, you could make a team that could probably qualify for the World Cup with the guys in that January camp, but that's that's not the first team. I mean, it's not even close to the first team. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it was a great performance. It would have been nice to see some goals and a few more, you know, a few more attacking moments, but they certainly created a couple chances they could have had goals. Um, Everyone's pretty excited about Nagby. I, I'm still not sold on him. It seems like he has these flashes and then also just kind of disappears. Um, I, I think Failhaber was a little bit like that as well. And sort of, he, although he changed the game when he came in, but in the past he sort of he's been there. You know, he comes for flashes and, and then leaves for flashes. So I, until I can see Nagby kind of put together an entire game, uh, I don't know if I'm sold on him yet. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I think that it, it's one of those situations where. Yeah, it's easy to see why those players are exciting, and of course, you know it would be really great to have the U.S. national team with a playmaker. But you know uh, that that functioned well. But I don't really know if, if either of those guys are the answer. But I think Blake has a point, which he said against Jamaica. And maybe you're going to make this point right now, Blake. Why not try it out a little more and kind of see what those guys can bring, right? Yeah, you you, you definitely got to see what you can get out of those guys, especially like a fail hopper that Klinsman just threw in the trash bin a few years ago. 
Um, and, and, and right, like I said, maybe he doesn't have it anymore. Maybe he needed that athleticism. He had it however old he was, maybe 25 in, in the 2010 World Cup, but at least find out. And I think my other big takeaway, and this is crazy, and of course, he's, he's the next savior, but I think that game showed just how much we're already depending on Christian Pulisic, right. um, just, for, just for a quick attacking option. I think um, Brian on, on ASN wrote about just the lack of pace in that U.S. side, and um, we really need dynamic players. That, that's why I'm a little higher on Nagby than you guys are, just because he's so unique in terms of being able to actually dribble past somebody. Uh, which is a valuable skill, but at the same time, he does need more goals and assists. I think um, before yeah, we're, right, because yeah. I mean he can dribble past people all, for yeah. ninety <laughs> minutes, but I mean if he just does that and doesn't shoot and put it in the back of the net, it's still nil nil. Or perhaps if he gives the ball away, uh, a, a defeat. Let's move on to the final category: the Julio Jones of the pitch, guys. Uh, this is the Yanks abroad transfer day roundup. There really wasn't much to speak of, but here's what we got: Rubio Rubin headed from Utrecht to Psychborg in Denmark. Uh, which is a real team and not a 90s uh, fake-out. Zevia Payne should be seeing more minutes as the right-back in front of him. Hans Haitbor uh, was transferred. He was not. And Emerson Heinemann, a week after Noah, you dismissed him as any sort of factor, scored twice. Uh, but he also got substituted against Hearts. Perry Kitchen gets the last laugh, and he's going to brag hard in that post-match dinner of whatever they're finding to eat in Scotland. Uh, let's start with, I can't remember Noah because you're not wearing a shirt. Which of these three players will see the most minutes in the Russia 2018 World Cup, similar to how Julio Jones has emerged as a star this year for the Atlanta Falcons? Good segue. Um, Thanks. I, I, I still think, uh, I don't know if I dismissed Hyman last oh, year. I think I said last week, I think, I think I said he needed some seasoning. I think he's getting that. You um, said hard pass. I would say him, worst player ever. Uh, I, I would say him. I think that he uh, has shown in the past that he has he has some flashes and has has a lot of ability uh, and and can see you know can distribute. Uh, seems like he's he's had two goals at Rangers, which is great. I, I still think. I mean, the Scottish league is is not good, um, so it, it's hard to tell you know how much of that. I mean, you saw his second goal; it was sort of a clearance that. I don't know. He kind of like forgot the other team forgot to clear, and he ripped it. From that I mean, it's a great volley, but like that's that's trash defending. You know, it just sort of fell to him. Uh, at least he finished, I guess. So I, I think it's always hard to tell, um, you know, with those guys. But I, I would say that uh, if I had to pick Heinemann, but it would not surprise me if none of those guys made the World Cup roster. Yeah, I definitely agree with Noah. I I, I don't think either of those three are are exactly prime candidates to contribute in Russia. Really? And I mean, as far as as far as Heinemann, I mean, I'm excited about him. I mean, to say Yo Payne and Rubio Rubin are are I don't think they're going to sniff that roster. I hope Rubin does. I mean, when he was 18 a few years ago, he was yeah he was look, looking like the truth a little bit, um, and he's kind of fallen off the map, which I think is disappointing. But I mean, that's. That's what young strikers do. That's not just an American thing. So hopefully he can he can sort it out. But I just think with him, I think it's less about him and more about the other guys. I mean, it's hard to see him leapfrogging Morris, Wood, Altidore, and then maybe there's one more spot on that roster. Maybe he grabs, but there's other good players there. And as far as Heinemann, I'm excited that he's getting some minutes in Scotland, but I don't think we should even judge him on his goals. I mean, goals are like the, the thing we want to see, but Emerson Heinemann's not going to play his way into the national team oh, because, for sure. because of his goals. So anyway, I, I just think it's good that he's he's getting some minutes, and I, I, I think center midfield is a position of increasing importance as Jermaine Jones just keeps getting older and older. And um, but you don't Jermaine, think he, you don't think he could make the I mean you don't think he's going to make the roster. I think he could. I just think he's a long way away. Okay. I mean, he's also he's just, 21, right? I mean, he's still really young, right? But you're looking at I mean 20. If he's 21 now, that puts him at 23 in Russia. 
which is yeah, but, a little young, uh, but I mean, still sort of the age that you want to see. I, I understand. I mean, the premise of the question, of course, I mean, these guys are guys that were recently playing U20. I mean, and, you know, didn't entirely have a ton of success at the youth level, but I think, don't you want to see these guys... I mean, isn't this even even Klinsman was talking about this? You want to have those young guys come in and force their way into the squad. I mean, I, that's that's a universal truth. That's true. For I think me. there's a better chance that a guy like Cameron Carter Vickers makes that roster than any of those three. No, I I think that's true for sure. But I mean, part of that also is the dearth of options in that position, and maybe that gives Payne the advantage if he becomes a regular starting under Vise and then moves up. Blake. That's fair. I, I just think with Heinemann, I mean, we've got a guy, he played a little bit at Fulham, what was it, at the start of last year, and then there was a coaching change, and, and he was buried, and um, then he signed with Bournemouth, didn't play at all, was nowhere near the team. We need to see, if we're thinking about him for Russia, he needs to not only get minutes for Rangers for the rest of this year, he needs to establish himself as a starter. It's not going to be at Bournemouth next year, uh, but in some, like, first division league, he just needs to play more soccer before we're, we're thinking That's about him. Yeah, which is good, but he needs to do that for another year, I'm saying, before he yeah. needs to play the whole year leading Absolutely. up to the World Cup to think about it. And then maybe you say, yeah, we'll take him over a Dax McCarty or something like that because of the kind of talent and, and different skills he has. So, and But I, I just think with Payne, I mean, he's I, I just feel like he's a long way. Uh, we'll see what Bruce does with Timmy Chandler. Yedlin, I think, is going to be in the fold for yeah, sure. You've got sure. the Zeusian experiment. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe, like you said, he, he nails down a spot in the Eredivisie, plays well, maybe moves up, but I still think that's a long shot. I say two of three go to Russia. Mark it down wow. right now. You guys will keep me honest in the comments section. Right you, think Payne, you think Payne goes to Russia? I said two of three. You two did, of the, oh, so you, two you're of not three players I mentioned will go, and I don't, I don't know who it's going to be, but I guarantee you it's two. <laughs> That's a hot take, John. Now, now I'm writing checks that my mouth can't cash. I, I mean, you know, you, you got to do it. It's the American way now. Guys, uh, <laughs> I guess that about wraps it up. Uh, yeah, we've, got, we've hit our time. Everything's good. Uh, Blake... Thanks for joining from a nondescript room in Jersey. Thanks for having me. Noah, thanks for joining in a descript room without any shirt on in New York. You're welcome. Listener, thank you for joining in whatever kind of room, car, outside area that you're listening to this podcast in. We hope you enjoy the game Saturday, and we'll talk about it next week. Oh, excuse me. We hope you enjoy the game Friday, and we hope you enjoy it uh, listening to this podcast next week. And uh, we'll join us again soon, and we'll stop listening to this intro because it's not very outro, because it's not very good. And uh, join us next week on American Soccer Now in 10 or 15 minutes. Take care. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on the bangs like every day Big B